Hey, hey, Christine here from the Laterpreneur podcast. How are you doing today? Did you know that, there, that you're actually more than one person and that you have several quite different aspects to yourself that are sometimes termed archetypes? Perhaps you're also very aware that the most vocal archetype of all is probably your inner critic. Am I right? So today I wanted to discuss what I've learned about my own inner critic over the years and am continuing to learn and how understanding the role of my inner critic has actually helped me to develop greater self-compassion and kindness. So let's just take a little look back at some of my story. Years ago, as you know, I was doing... Um, life coach training and part of that was to explore this whole concept of archetypes. There are the ancient and the traditional type of archetypes that you can explore and learn about but they were wanting to go deeper and for you to actually uncover the dis different parts of yourself and give them a name and it, it would also help you to really dig deep into who you are. I found this fascinating and I mean I'm, I compiled a list of quite a number of these archetypes with very specific characteristics. So I'll just read that through and you'll get a bit of an idea of where I'm coming from for today. First off there was Tarquin. He was into perfection, discipline, resilience, and he was definitely the stoic. Elizabeth was an elegant, refined woman. Kushla is a playful girl. Felicity is a sex goddess. The Professor Savant, Savant, I think is how you say it, he's the facts and organizer guy, mildly eccentric and loves to learn anything and everything. Reba is the rebel. Portia is the loving, kind-hearted mother. Queen Boadicea was, is, whatever was, is the warrior who stands up for justice, speaks out against what's wrong and is very articulate. Magdalene is the person who's been made over and is emerging as a more confident and independent woman. Myron is the money man looks after all those facts, figures and dollars. Musetta is the creative musician and artist and writer at times. Nellie is the negative warrior and often speaks before thinking, just blurts out all that's going on in her little brain. Bella was for my body, my beautiful body. And finally, there is Hitler, who is my harshest critic and shoulds on me all the time. So I put Hitler last um, and he's been there with me a very long time. Some of the other archetypes are not very uh, often visible or apparent in my life but Hitler has been motoring along with me for a very long time. So what I wanted to do is just explore a little bit because we actually all have an inner critic. Me as a Enneagram one has it perhaps more than most 
because we want everything done right. We're trying to fix everything all the time. So we're very critical, not only of what's out there, but also of what's in us that we don't think should ought to be there. The inner critic actually originates from our earliest experiences with our you know, primary caregivers back in the day. Uh, it might've been parents or other people, teachers, whoever that might've been. And what happened is they would relate to us in a certain way. And from that, we've internalized how they related and perceived us in the world. And we took it on board ourselves and decided, well, that's who I am. My Hitler, my inner critic, he has the voice of my father. My father was a very vocal, loud man and when I hear the inner critic at full bore, that's what I hear. Um, and because, you know, our primary caregivers, they have such a strong role in our lives, it's very difficult to develop a strong sense of self outside of what they have taught us is the actual belief. It's just their belief and their perception, but we take it on board as truth. So I thought I'd um, have a look at the role that our inner critic does have, he's got a very important role because he thinks, you know, if we don't take note of what he says, we're just going to die. Yeah, that's pretty serious stuff. So he's always there saying, oh, I don't think you should do that. Oh, you really? No, no, that's not a good idea. Just, just sit nice and quiet and calm and don't do anything or you're going to die. That is the sort of attitude and role he has. The thing is, we need to learn. We're never going to be able to get rid of this inner critic, by the way. <laughs> He's with you for life. But what you can learn to do is, in a way, treat him. Well, he is. He's an other. He's a different aspect of yourself. And that's how I have found it very, um, a good way to see it is to see him as somebody else. He's not actually me. He's a part of me, but he's not actually me. And when you do that, you actually separate yourself and you can see them and observe what he's saying and doing more objectively and it doesn't have such an impact. So first of all, there's, I've got a few ideas for how to actually not tame him. I mean, I've, I've Googled this and there's all sorts of words, how to get rid of him, how to, you know, shut him up, tame him, do all those things. But I would put it to you that perhaps it's a good idea if instead of that we think of how can I get to know him better because when you get to know him it actually releases the power that he has takes it away in many ways and it it empowers you and that's what we're looking for first thing I would do is to endeavor to understand your inner critic like I've said his main role is to keep us safe even though it makes no sense what he's doing or saying, that's what he's was driving it. And it's coming from fear, his fear that you're gonna die. Um, so I would encourage you to just get really, really curious about your inner critic. Ask it questions. I know this sounds really weird, but if you were to ask, well, what is he saying? And when, when exactly does he say those things? And is it always criticizing or is there something else going on? Try and get to the bottom of why he's saying what he's saying. Is there a certain tone? What are the fears that are arising out of what he says? And is it that important? 
The second thing I would suggest is to explore your own feelings. Okay, so you've got your inner critic saying stuff, whatever that might be, criticizing you for what you did or what you didn't do, what you said, didn't say. And sometimes it's really hard to identify the inner critic. But your feelings, the truth is always in your feelings. They will give you clues that first of all, the inner critic is present and then you will notice other feelings starting to bubble up. Things like shame, sadness, self-doubt, fear, hopelessness, and you'd get really irritable and frustrated. You might feel really angry and full of rage without understanding why. And it's coming from what you're hearing yourself say to yourself, which is actually Hitler talking to you. And you know, it's fair enough. When, when you're criticized, when any of us are criticized, it hurts. It's not pleasant because we're all trying to do the very best we can do in every circumstance. So to be criticized when you hadn't meant to do something wrong actually hurts. So if you're noticing you're feeling hurt, say ouch, say, oh, that really hurts. Because when you do that, you're acknowledging to yourself and to your inner critic that there are effects of self-criticism and it, it does actually hurt, not just superficially, but on a deeper level. And when you do that, you actually start to bring in some more self-compassion towards yourself in this moment where you might be suffering. The third step is to talk to your inner critic. The first step was to understand and ask some more general questions. Uh, so to talk to your inner critic, ask him aloud or to yourself, hello, you're there. And, and just get really curious again, what's the message that is trying to be conveyed and why? Uh, you need to be careful here though because um, you, can't always, you can't believe really what is said, but just be aware that there's something going on there that he's trying to let you know. There are always good intentions beneath the biting words. And so just try and remember that. Um, get curious about what the intentions are as I said before and it can be really tough so I have often jotted down the dialogue that's going on in my head start to write some notes and oftentimes you read it back and you think what the heck was that about <laughs> it makes no sense but that's the thing the inner critic he's got one role in life that's keep you safe and he just goes off on tangents and yeah it doesn't make sense Next thing to try is to really empathize with your inner critic. Now, this might sound really bizarre, but again, you're trying to diffuse some of the high energy that is coming from the inner critic and the negativity. So when you say things like, oh, so you're really feeling frightened for me right now. I might be doing something that could potentially make me die. And also that helps to lighten the, the mood. And so just try and empathize with your inner critic and try to get again to what's the intention that it has below that. The next thing is to really prioritize your self-care, whatever that form takes for you. Understand that this inner critic, he's always there, especially when you're doing new things, when you're on a growth journey, personal development, starting a business, whatever it is, the inner critic's going to get really activated and say a lot of stuff. 
So you do need to prioritize your self-care. I find journaling, writing down what I'm thinking, feeling without editing, just get it down there. Talking to a counselor. I've been talking to an Enneagram counselor for this year and it's been extraordinary to me to go on this journey. You know, when you're in the midst of it, you feel like you're not getting anywhere, but it's so important to have that person see your patterns, your blind spots, pick them out and say, have you thought that this could actually be going on? You know, because when we're in it, especially in our heads, we don't pick it up. So in prioritizing your self-care, I would also prioritize not only your mental health, your emotional health, but also your physical health. Going for a nice long walk in the fresh air is one of the best things I can do for myself. I just came back just now from a lovely massage. That is more so that I can actually keep moving into my older age. Uh, but again, having regular massages is amazing for my body and I know it's something that's so important for me to have. Finally, I would suggest just acknowledge the positive things you do. Try and, you know, you're hearing the inner critic, you're doing all these things, you're hearing what he's saying, you're empathizing with him. But then when that's done and you've sat with the icky feelings of, oh, I feel so bad about myself, Stop and acknowledge all the positives and the good things that you do all the time. They're always there. Maybe write a list. I know um, I have been at times doing a weekly review and I will go through all the things that I've jotted down through the week. That were wins. That did go right. Even when you think there is nothing, there's always something that you can acknowledge in yourself for having done something right or having just done something, anything. So those are my few thoughts on archetypes and your inner critic and my mate Hitler, who uh, I guess it's an appropriate name. Um, and I'd just like to finalize this with a challenge for you to consider. Next time you hear your inner critic start to yell about something, Try and stop for a moment, just pause, hear what it's saying and go below the surface, ask what it wants, what it's about, what it's scared of. Have some empathy, let it know that you, you understand and you appreciate the concern. Make yourself feel better in however you need to do that and acknowledge that you are okay as you are. Thanks so much for listening again to this episode. I hope it's been of some help. Sometimes I get to the end and think, oh, I don't know what on earth I talked about there. So maybe it helped, maybe it didn't. I just so appreciate whoever has listened to this podcast. It means so much to me. And as always, whatever you're doing, make it simple, make it fun, and always make it best for you. Bye for now.